Hello, all my lovelies. Welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. My name is Ash Thorpe, and this is going to be episode 91 with acclaimed Ghost Shrimp, who is known for his unique artistic voice and contribution to one of my favorite cartoons, Adventure Time. In this episode, we talk about his journey of working remotely from the woods of Vermont. We discuss the change of environments he undertook working on Adventure Time in LA and his intense focus to accomplish his goals in life. Lastly, we talk about what he's up to these days and his latest passion involving Ghost Scouts Mentor Program. Big thank you to Ghost Shrimp for sharing his day with us. This is going to be episode 91. Let's roll. Andrew and I were talking about like how amazing it is to live in this day and age where we can reach out to people that we really we really enjoy or the work or just get in communication with and it's it's so it's so easy these days and it's just like it's really cool to be able to um, be a fan of your work and then be able to have a chat with you it's just like I don't know I dig it definitely (laughs) it's like there's never been a better time to be able to do these kind of things and I just I think that it helps creatives alike or just people in general with communication and stuff you know so yeah, for sure. No, it's crazy. I mean, I'm like, I live in like the middle of fucking nowhere in Vermont and I can just sit here. I'm just sitting here working on shit for Disney. Like, <laughs> what would <laughs> happen if it wasn't for the internet? Yeah, exactly. I think with the internet, it allows for people like yourself and myself even. I live in San Diego, so I'm not um, really close to LA. I might as well be in Vermont because... Yeah, yeah. And with commute, with travel time and the and the traffic, it takes me like a hundred hours, hundred years to get there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, tr- I try to avoid it. Well, how long have you been in Vermont now? Uh, for three years. The last. Okay. Well, let's see. Yeah, I I guess I quit. I quit Adventure Time after season four, and then we moved out here. So like, this is our third winter. So like, I guess like three and a half ish years, something like that. Okay. How do you like it out there? Because I've lived out, I lived in uh, Boston and um, I visited, I have relatives up in um, Maine and I've lived in Vermont just briefly though. Like I think oh, shit. Uh, it's really beautiful up there. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm like born and raised in New England. So I, you know, I mean, for it's, it, other than when I went, to, I went to school in Brooklyn when I thought that I wanted to live in New York City. But other than that, you know, handful of years, I've I've always been all about living in New England. So it's really the seasons are like my favorite things. I think I lived in Montpelier or like just outside of it. Like um, there's that like Burlington or something like that. I can't remember the. Yeah, Burlington is the bigger city and that's on the water. And then Montpelier is the capital. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I, I lived somewhere in the mix between those. Whereabouts <laughs> are you at? Yeah, that's not that. Yeah, I live like. I live on the eastern side of the state, but yeah, all that stuff's like Montpelier is like probably about 35 minutes from here. Okay. Yeah. So you're like in the, yeah, I know where that is. And I'm looking at the map now just so I can reframe Cause I was like, I was younger, but all the East coast stuff, I really dig it. For me, it reminds me of, um, Europe because of how old it is. Like yeah. there's a lot of history there in, in San Diego and in, in the West coast, it's like stucco bullshit and like 7-elevens everywhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's cool it's part of the culture here but i i really appreciate like the brick buildings and stuff and growing up in boston too was really rad so the east coast and people have a totally different flavor out in the east coast too yeah totally yeah that's cool yeah i was born in i was born in massachusetts and then we then we moved up to new hampshire when i was a teenager and then and then yeah we were uh and then we and then we bought this property. I got like twenty five acres here. 
Badass. And, uh, yeah, we're just we're just setting up shop now. We're just like you know setting up the legacy, the homestead. So damn, what is this? What is this legacy you speak of? Is this that ghost shrimp camp or something? Super camp? Well, yeah. I mean, well, there's a lot of <laughs> there's 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 yeah there's a lot of legacies being set up, but um, but yeah, I mean, like for you know, like my like I have the idea that you know we're gonna set up that we got this piece of land for my family, um, you know, going forward, and like my kids will live here. Of course, they'll like they'll go become like entertainment lawyers in LA or something. But <laughs> you know, I, I have the fantasy that like you know we'll build we're like we're building our own house here, and um, you know I have a fantasy that my kids will like you know live in it or build their own houses in the woods or you know. That kind of thing. I mean, I love to me the idea of owning land is like you know the it's like the most um, stable and like solid and most responsible thing you could do because it's like it's not just that you have a house you have like I have like you know a, a hundred houses out there that I could build out of the forest and we got a pond and brook and you know we found a spring in the woods where we get all our water from it's like it's ridiculous it's like it's like living in a fantasy world you know and like awesome. and that's what I grew up in too like I grew up in the in, in a really rural area of western Massachusetts and it was just like you know, that's all we would do is just run around in the woods all day. And that's like where my imagination came from. So, you know, to me, it's like I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have my kids grow up in that. But even more like now we like this is our forest. Like we own this forest, you know, mm. as silly, as silly a concept as that is of sure. owning, owning the forest and all this stuff. But uh, I mean, that's the game we play. So it's, you know, I mean, I, I think that's such a cool idea that. You know, we can we can transform this forest into like a huge playground for you know my kids and stuff like that. I love that idea. So it's really uh, yeah. There's a some there's something that you get. I think for at least for me, I grew up in Hawaii, and Hawaii is uh, there's some there's, there's a lot of really great connections with nature. You get a lot of really great like I don't know moments where you're just in awe of your surroundings. And most of my childhood was made around like building forts in the woods and oh, yeah, using so. my imagination. And it, I think that it's really cool. Like when I see your work and I see what you're doing and, and how like Penn, Penn's a smart guy I can imagine and how he saw like the potential of your wandering like imagination and put it in with, uh, um, to adventure time and that for, you know, your, your wandering adventure, like your, your imagination to create these worlds that, only you can see basically, you know, and that, but the, these ideas come from that. I imagine, you know, your wonderment and the way you live your life and stuff like that. You know, I, I remember reading in the book actually too, to bring it back to that book. Um, you had mentioned, um, how you had built like a cabin or something, right? And is, is this the same, is this on the same no, land? This, uh, no, this was in New Hampshire. This was That's in right. 2004. Um, I started hanging out with my cousin, uh, in New Hampshire, and um, he had a, he has a hundred acres on this mountain in Seacoast, New Hampshire. Wow! And um, and I started working with him. Uh, there was like some old hunting cabins up there that he was fixing up and living in and stuff. And I just immediately like I this is like after I had gone to New York and then come back and you know I had realized that I wanted to stay in New England and then um, you know I was kind of living in some apartments and stuff uh, in New England. And then I started working up there with him and, and, um, and, uh, you know, seeing him 
building, you know, fixing up this hunting cabin and working with him doing that. And I was like, yo, this is like all I want to do right now. It's awesome. like, I have to do this, you know? So, um, he was like, well, yo, why don't you just build a cabin up in these woods until like you get your own property, you know? And I was like, all right, cool. And I don't (laughs) think like really thought that I was going to do it, but then I was just like, then I just like went out the next week and bought a chainsaw and like, and it's funny cause I hadn't like, I had grown up in the woods and my parents are like outdoors people like hiking and, um, you know, camping and all that. But, um, my parents don't like, like my dad doesn't build or hunt or fish or anything. And like my cousin is like that. He like goes fishing and he has awesome. guns and like, you know, and, and he's like building this cabin in the woods. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like it was like taking, the even though a lot of people do that when they're kids too it was like all of a sudden i could enjoy the forest in this whole new like adult dimension too like oh my god i can like really like work with the forest and shape the forest and like you know do all these things with it where all of a sudden this whole new thing opened up and i was like oh my god this is and and if, and like you said it fit perfectly with like you know the the way since since my imagination as a kid was really like raised up playing in the woods to then go back as an adult and like and like be like still feel it just as strong and then think oh my god I could like l- actually live in the woods it's like it was taking it to the total next level and uh, and it just clicked and so I built the cabin up there and lived there for two years like I knew and I knew nothing about but I still like know almost nothing about building I just kind of pretend to <laughs> and uh, but yeah you know I just threw together a little cabin uh, a little 12 by 12 cabin with a loft in it and I lived up there for like two and a half years or something before I moved out to LA and uh, it's funny because like I moved out there and ended up doing adventure time but I was like living in the woods in a in a fort that I built basically with my dog so uh, <laughs> and then I it was out there and like designed adventure time so it was very like a whole thing was very it was very destined to be yeah, it was like almost perfectly designed. That's why. Yeah, that's to me, and to me, it was like I'm really into like testing myself. So to me, it was like, you know, when I when I saw him doing that, and I was like, oh man, this is what I want to do. Um, you know, to just throw myself into it was like the test to see if like I could live that lifestyle where I was just doing everything for myself. You know, not everything. I mean, I still like rode my bike to the supermarket and got my groceries and stuff like that. I wasn't hunting at that point, but, um, you know, like building, like just figuring out all the logistics of your life from scratch. That's not something that a lot of people do in this, in our culture. Like, you know, I grew up like, you know, whatever middle class, like we always had, like, you know, we lived in an apartment when I was like three, but we had a house after that. And like, you know, we had like a, my parents were really stable and like, you know, we, I have like a very typical like 80s sitcom, you know, child, <laughs> where yeah. like we all ate dinner at the table and like told jokes, and, like, what did you do today? Like, you know, sure. So, um, it was never like, you know, we were never like, like struggling. And like, you know, when you go out in the woods and you just like, like, I literally went out in the, in the middle of the woods with a chainsaw and like made a clearing and like, you know, like, okay, I'm going to do it near this brook so I can like pull water out of this brook. And like, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a whole nother, uh, way to use your mind. And, and I thought that like, man, if I can like, if I can pull this off, then that will make my work, my drawing work that much better. Cause I'll be like really, 
you know, like creating my whole life uh, like I do with my illustrations, like from scratch. Like it's like really blurring that line between like, you know, where your creativity begins and ends with your life and your work. And I was always super interested in that. So it was like, I always feel like, you know, when, when things are going right in your life, it's like everything aligns. And that was yes. one of those major moments where it was like everything, just like all the lasers were focused. And it was, <laughs> like, and it was hard as hell. Like I, I don't think I've ever you know, done anything harder in my life, but it was like, it was so cool. And it, and it, and it opened so many unexpected doors. Like who knew that I would end up going to LA from there? Like that's so bizarre, you know, it was sure. the last place that I would have wanted or thought I would end up at that point. But like, you know, that's, uh, ir- that's the irony of life though. Right. You know, it's, it's like, so funny, but when you, I, I think you said it perfectly in your metaphor for like lasers is a good example because it's like a focused beam of energy. And if it's, I think for me, like the hardest and the most challenging things that I've overcome in my life, I've always yielded like a whole nother level of, of understanding, like another dimension, basically another mental dimension of understanding like, Oh, like, uh, my friend said it once I thought it was very perfect it always stuck with me he's like oh you set contrast for the rest of your life like now you know what you're made of you know like when I yeah. do something really heavy um, and, but I think that you probably relate with it as well and I can only imagine I'm really into that kind of stuff too because I'm really into going out into nature and uh, experiencing because it's 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 better than anything it's always i always find it to be really funny and kind of gross actually how like we're constantly trying to make this technology to mimic uh nature you know like put this headphone on or put this uh this thing on your eyes so you can experience the woods you know like it's, it's, like, it's like fuck off <laughs> yeah exactly just go out into the woods and experience yeah. it you know and get bit by mosquitoes and like see a deer or uh, you know you experience that for its its rawness i guess i think it's maybe in our nature to want only the good and not the bad, you know, and, and stuff. So, but maybe I'm not sure though. I'm, I'm always curious about different people's experiences with things and stuff. Like I'm going out to Tokyo, um, in a couple weeks in February and I've never been there and I'm really curious to see how the energy and just the feel of that world is because that's a completely different dimension from my own you know <laughs> and it's almost like I, I imagine this pretty pretty like a hundred percent different from what you're experiencing you know or what yeah, you did in New Hampshire ultra future urban right <laughs> like I mean I can't even imagine that yeah it's like that's crazy we're gonna sleep in a like a, one of those capsule hotel oh, things. like a micro hotel yeah like a submarine oh, thing that's incredible it's like a it's yeah like we morgue yeah it is. uh i'm gonna be crawling in there like this uh hopefully there's no earthquakes and i don't die in here or something oh my we'll see. God. <laughs> but, but life is for a living right and that's what that's one thing i think um when i was reading your um your comments in the art of ooh that book i was in the moment after i read that you had built your own place and i was like that's it i really need to talk to this guy because you sound like you really understand how to live life to to the dimension in which you like to live it and that's for me it's that's the most important thing uh especially with anybody that comes on the podcast i try to make sure that it's not just the arts or whatever you create of course that's on the surface that's important you know like it makes sense there's a connection you know but at the same time it's the people and and the and the creators behind the things that you make because at the end of the day all these projects are just they're just broken down into people you know and and everybody's contributions to these things you know so yeah, yeah, I fail miserably at anything that I'm not like super happy about in my life. Like I was like a terrible student in high school, <laughs> middle school, like just failing like terrible. Like 
you know, I would just like be the kid that was getting thrown out of class because like I could really care less and like just a nightmare for teachers and like because it just none of it made sense to me. Like, you know, I just I hadn't just absolutely like I would just sit here there and be like, why the fuck am I here? Like <laughs> to an insane degree where I would just like leave and like, you know, it's a miracle that I like made it through. There was just like a lot like a few teachers that were like super nice and like, you know, helped me through and like, you know, and my parents are like really great. But boy, those there was some like there there was some my childhood was like really perfect. And then like and then we moved to New Hampshire and then there was a time where when we moved and I was like becoming a teenager up until like probably about the you know junior senior year of high school that like it was like major struggles of just like why like what am I supposed to do like nothing in my future seemed like you know it was gonna make any sense or mean anything to me and then you know I kind of realized that like oh like draw like people would be like well why don't you just like do drawing for a living and I was like is that a thing like for some reason I didn't know like of course like I grew up watching cartoons and stuff but like I don't know and even my uncle would like he he does comics and stuff but like for some reason it didn't click for me till later on and then that's a common then, thing too I've heard that from so many creatives even John Lasseter met, mentioned that that he he discovered it this around the same time as you I think too yeah, it's like I either have a calling for something that like I will literally like murder myself trying to accomplish whether it's realistic or not like or or I just like have no like just don't know what to do at all. Like I'm I'm a real like I have to be on my track. I have to be like in complete control and like just following my vision for life to make sense at all. I'm like it's completely all or nothing. Like if I had missed my calling and like I was just I would be like definitely in jail. Like a lot of the kids I hung out with are like you know, that were great kids, but like, they just didn't know what they were doing. And like, they're just still at the same, you know, you know, some of them are still just at the same place in, in life. And it's like, man, I'm just so glad that, you know, somehow there was like, you know, I, I, I met just, just the right amount of people that were like, yo, you can do this if you want. Like, it's so funny. Like the, the things that you'll remember in your head, like, this seems silly looking back, but like, I can just remember my grandma and I'm not even like religious really, but my grandma would be like, God has a plan for you. And like, for some reason, like I still remember like my grandma, like, and she's still alive. She says this to me all the time, but like, you know, she, <laughs> she would always just be like, you know, God has a plan for you. You're special. And it's like, you know, it's like probably everyone's grandma says that, but for some reason, like just the way she would say it and like when she would say it to me made, you know, it would, it, it seemed true. And I was like, yo, God does have a plan for me. Like, I don't even think about God, like in that way, but like, I'm like, yeah, God does have a plan for me. Like, what is that plan? You know? Sure. sure. Yeah. But, and that's awesome. That's good to yeah. know that you're, that you, I don't know that where you feel like you're at in life. And it's also probably good for people that are listening that might not have, found that just yet and 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 feel like they're a little off or a little bit different or don't necessarily fit into the to the grid of life because that's not what life's about i think either you know and it's challenging when you're pushed into a system and for the better part of the beginning of your life you're put into a system basically you know yeah uh, and it's oh yeah oh yeah you're just funneled right in it's crazy and i have a kid now too so you're saying so how old's your kid 
He's three. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, like three and a three and a half ish or something like that. You have a kid too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a nine year old daughter. Yeah. Oh wow, oh yeah, that's a whole nother dimension. Yeah, I'm she, just getting used to it. She's, <laughs> she's know, officially like, become a person, person now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's yeah he's really like he, this is he's really like a person now, man. He's like he's 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 incredible. That's awesome. He's like a force to be reckoned with. It's actually it's actually challenging. So I mean, obviously, parenting is challenging, but boy, some days you're like, man, why are you arguing with me about this like good god like how do you have such strong opinions you're like just as this tiny man <laughs> but it's so incredible parenting like, is a very oh. tough job yeah he's like all about like like i i think i might have made a mistake in um you know right about when he turned three i was like oh yeah like he's like you know, he, he's like thinking and like talking and like playing with toys. I'm just going to like give him all my Ninja Turtles and Spider-Man toys. And now he's like obsessed with Ninja Turtles and stuff. And I showed him the show and like <laughs> you know, the old cartoon and oh, then like the, the original first movie. Oh, and like man. my wife is like, what are you doing? And like he was like, because I'm like, yeah, this is like, I mean, this is like a little bit advanced, but I'm like, whatever. And, uh, and and he will literally, if you show him the show, he will literally, in his mind, become a Ninja Turtle now for like, for like, a, like basically until he will like sleep to break the spell. And like, he, <laughs> you'll, you'll be like, oh, his, name's Wolf, his name's Wolf. And I'll be like, all right, Wolfie, like time to, time to brush your teeth. And he'll just look at me with like these Ninja Turtle eyes and he'll just go mask on, swords and back. And then he'll like flip off and then like another room and like... <laughs> boys are so different from girls at least my experience yeah that's what everybody yeah that's what yeah. that's 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 i guess the consensus thing so maybe we'll get a girl on the next go around but it's <laughs> great i mean it's like it's exactly what i wanted i've i have actually like i can remember being a child and like wanting a son so like it's always been a dream of mine and it's awesome. like and like as soon as I got the – it's funny. It all fell into place. As soon as I got the property here, um, I was actually living in L.A. working on Adventure Time at the time. And I came back to Vermont to look at some properties and I ended up buying this property. And um, and then shortly afterwards, I met my wife and it was like perfect. I was like, yes, I got the land. Like let's have a kid. Like boom. You know, I was like – it was just – it all fell into place like that. Good for, for you, man. Reason, like, like getting the land was like then it was like it all clicked it was like okay you have the land you have like you, the place where you will raise your family now make your family you know? sure like, sure of course so, so yeah it's 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 great it's, it's it's one of those things where our life is like so so full of good things that it's it's almost problematic like we have so many amazing things going on in our Enjoy life it's hard. It's hard to juggle it all. It's like insane. I have a, I have some, some moments I, uh, I have to sit back um, and remind myself, like, or because I'm, I, I think sometimes I worry that, damn, how come it's like so awesome? I'm wondering, you know, like, when's the, when's this all gonna fall away? Um, yeah. Just because of the hardships, you know, uh, in life and h- how aware I am of those coming back if they need to, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. And but it's, it's really great when you're able to just sit back and enjoy it. I mean, I don't know. I'm 31 years old now. I feel like just in the past couple of years, life is really starting to come together and it's starting to make a lot more sense for me personally um discovering like the man that i'm developing to be and, and the person yeah. that i'm trying to be you know and that journey itself is a uh, it's a really interesting one and it's based off of your decisions and choices in life and all that kind of stuff and the responsibilities you take on and who you uh interact with in your environment but 
yeah, it's been, I have that same couple, some, sometimes I have that same thing. It's like, man, I got my family and an amazing friends and just like my health, you know, like just health yeah. alone. I, I'm, I'm so thankful. I train jujitsu a lot. Like all these things are just so great and like just super thankful <laughs> and yeah. i think being thankful on a, on a daily basis really keeps you sane and keeps you focused on like you know you, when you have enough or you understand what enough is and you, you really live within a great life i think you know so yeah and i'm like i'm I, I feed off of it like i'm like a very happy person and like a very high energy person so to have all those things that's like it's like what they feed off of it. like i get i wake up every day and i'm like really excited about where we're at and then that gives me all the energy i need to like keep it all in balance <laughs> you know? totally like it really works like that hand in hand that's good man well that's that's really great to hear and it's cool that you have your things lined up and now you got your little boy and stuff like my brother has a he has a little boy as well and like it's really awesome and cute to see like he's like a mini little he's like my brother like a miniature version and stuff so but i know that he he has similar energy and he i think that um if it feeds him that his his love for his boy and everything i think it really they connect well with it you know and i think that really helps so now you're uh, so now you're up in vermont you got your palace going on in the woods and uh you're no, no longer with uh the cartoon network crew and everything doing that stuff um did did it spawn what spawned you to leave there did you just have enough of it or you're just kind of well, that was always the plan i was i the only reason i went to la was because you know I, like i said i had been living in my little cabin up there in new hampshire and um i was like i had i had kind of passed the test you know i was like i i i started with absolutely nothing out there in the woods and i and i and I pulled it off, you know, I like built the house and like lived in it and like really was like, wow, I love this lifestyle. I can't imagine, you know, living any other way. And, um, you know, then kind of, then kind of doing this, you know, for myself on my own land. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, you know, as a freelancer, I was making, uh, enough money to support myself, but not like enough to put the down payment on, you know, property or anything. So then when the Cartoon Network stuff came along, um, at first I wasn't interested, but then, you know, we kept talking and, um, like, it, we need you. We need Yeah. Well, it just was like, then I was like, oh, you know, like I can, I can, I can, you know, this will pay for the next, the next level of my dream. Like some, it's like, it's like sometimes you have to, you know, it's like people talk about the sacrifices, you know, like it was funny cause I had finally, like, I felt like I had really arrived like into my like first phase of adulthood of like, wow, I'm like out on my own. I like built my own cabin in the woods. I'm like a man now, you know? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, now I have to move back to the city. Like what the fuck? But it was like, <laughs> this is the, you know, it's like, it was like a, it was like a, you know, a mythological test. Like I, another, the next test. Now I have to go like face the Hydra in LA to like, you know, get to the, to get my own, my own kingdom, you know, like I'm just in someone else's kingdom you are right sure. now. So, you know, I had to keep questing. Um, and I'm sure, you know, it's like, I'm now I'm just still questing. I mean, it never ends, you know, it's like, sure, if, you, sure. if you're the type of person that likes to challenge yourself, you're always looking for the next quest, you know? So like, you know, that's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm always on it, but yeah. So like, um, they, you know, I, I saw like, okay, this is the way I'm going to be able to make the big, big Hollywood bucks and like, you know, get, get my own piece, you know, and get set up. Um, cause I had this vision of like, wow, like this is a really cool lifestyle. Like you can really set up like a like a low income lifestyle 
And, um, you know, as a, as a, as someone who wants to just spend my time drawing what I care about, that made a lot of sense to me. Like, you know, I wasn't really into like taking out tons of loans and like, I already have, you know, I'm still paying off student loans. I had student loans still. And I really thought a lot about like, how can I have like maximum control over my like career and like my creative life? Like, I don't want to have to be forced to work on stuff I don't care about. And I've been really lucky that I've been doing this for a little over 10 years now, I never worked on a project that I didn't love and that wasn't driven by my interest and, you know, my, you know, like what I do, you know, they like, it was always for like, Hey, we like what you do. Come do it for, you know, money for us. So, you know, I wanted, wanted to always have that situation. And, and I saw like, you know, wow, like if you get some land and do, do the stuff yourself, like you're putting in more work. So, you, you know, you know, it takes more time, but like, I enjoyed that. And, you know, then that was going to give me a lot of freedom. Like right now, like, you know, my house is very humble. Like it's like, I don't know, it's like 500 square feet or something. And it's like a crazy half built, you know, it looks like something out of Adventure Time. You know, it's like this ramshackle, <laughs> ramshackle, it looks like a weird hunting cabin or something. Um, I actually just posted up pictures today from, uh, I took some pictures outside today on my, uh, oh, on the website. I just, I just updated. Did you see the section of the website where it shows the house and like all the camp shit? Where's, what section is that? Ghost it's Scouts? On website, there's like, yeah, under Ghost Scouts. I think it's on the training camp page. And I just actually, when I realized that I had three hours to kill, I went out and like chopped some wood and shit. So I took some pictures. It was a beautiful day today. Wow. And I just took some pictures of the house and like up at camp, the cabins uh, in snow up there and shit. And it's just classic, classic, like snow on all the trees today and bright blue sky. I mean, it's these epic. are like totally, like we're kind of, we're kind of past the hump of, of the dead of winter now it's you know we're we're a little bit more than halfway through so it's coming out um that's so cool i like the the two-story kind of setup is is that where your studio is at that's where the bedroom is yeah that's the addition we just finished that like it was just the little like low part was what we've been living in for a couple years and then we just built that addition on this past year and um you know so so that's that's what we've been working on and and that's where we sleep is up there yeah i have like a little desk up there but right now i'm just in the main part like in the living room area um but but anyway what i was saying is like you know you set this up and like you know so i have a house now and i have you know not to mention this 25 acres and all these natural resources for the future and um you know lots of possibilities and like my mortgage is like four hundred dollars uh you know a month don't tell me these things like thirteen hundred dollars for like this crappy little apartment you know it's like so i so i it, it really when i was living uh, in the woods i really like I love to plan like my dad's like an obsessive planner and like I kind of even though I'm like I'm way different than my dad and like you know he's a really like he's a really like um, logical thinker and like you know he uh, is you know he, he's kind of like a more normal person than I am and uh, you know he, he wouldn't take the like wacky risks that I do of just like I'm gonna just like move my family out in the middle of Vermont even though I have a really good job in LA like that kind of <laughs> My dad would have never done. Sure. So like, different in that way, but he loves to plan, and and so I kind of picked that up from him. And so, are oh, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. 
Okay, it made a funny noise. Um, <laughs> it's Skype. It's talking to yeah, us. Yeah, I was like, blah, 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 blah. Was like, yeah. um, I'm still looking at these pictures. My God, it's so fucking cool, man. Sorry, you're talking about your dad and, and how yeah, logical-minded yeah. Um, he is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was up there just you know living in the woods and just thinking like, wow, I could really, if I play this right, I could really, you know, really control the destiny of my career and what I choose to work on. I, you know. Uh, I like the idea of not having to make a lot of money. I like the idea of having just much more, like to me, free time is the greatest commodity. So yes. like, you know, and, and so if I can set up a really low income lifestyle and then just like have tons of free time, you know, that is much more appealing to me than like, you know, going and living somewhere just to make a ton of money. Like I'm not as interested in that. So, so the long, the long winded answer, um, it was always the plan to, um, just go out to LA. My, my original plan was just to do it for two years and then come back. Um, and it ended up turning into four because Adventure Time ended up, you know, turning into something really neat. And, yeah, um, and then awesome I met show. my wife and we had our son, we had Wolf out there. And, um, so, you know, made sense to, it probably would have made sense to stick around for a little bit longer. That money, if I blew through that money real quick, but, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was always the plan to come back here. I was like, I was on a real mission. Like I didn't even like buy furniture for my, <laughs> for my LA apartment. Like, <laughs> my wife, I had like, you know, I had like some, like I drag, I would drag in furniture off the street. Cause I, I had also been living in the, in the middle of the woods for two years before this. So like, so, sure. so I was like really like, you know, just like, I was like a mountain man living in LA at that point. And so I had like, you know, I had like a, you know, milk crate for a book for a, for a bed side table and like you know she probably thought i was like a mentally insane person <laughs> like i remember this is a classic story i, I remember i but we met at the bar um we met up and like went to a bar and then uh you know the next day we we hung out because we had really hit it off and i invited her over and um we were actually going to look at all these like building books you know i was like yeah i'm like you know gonna build this house in vermont and, like i built this cabin and she was like oh wow cool and like I was like, yeah, come over and like, we'll look at these books of like cool houses that people built. And like, so we're like, we're in my living room and like, we're, we're kind of laying on this big pillow and, um, you know, looking at these books together. And then she looks down and she's like, these pillows are fucking filthy. What is this? And I'm like, oh, these are my dog's pillows. And like, I didn't even think that. <laughs> I was like, I'm like a savage. Like, yeah. so you, what are you, like, Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, "Don't worry God. about that bucket over there." <laughs> so funny because my wife is born and raised in LA. Like, she was actually born. Like, I don't know if you have you ever been over to Secret Headquarters, that comic shop. Um, I think I've passed LA. by it. Uh, LA, I've been in LA all over the place in LA. So okay, yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a kind of a cool um comic store in Silver Lake, and uh, she grew up like in the apartment right. Her mom owns that building, and she she was uh, she grew up in the apartment like right above that comic shop. So she's from Hollywood, and they like dragged her out here to live in. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask, what does she think of all this? Like, because it's a what? huge she, culture shock, she, huh? She really likes Vermont. She is. We still don't even have running water really here. So like, <laughs> we, we, yeah, we like, and yeah, that so takes we, a lot of work to get that going, huh? Setting so up a system. Man, like I, I let me tell you, I drastically underestimated how hard it was going to be to come out here 
and start over from scratch with a nine month old child and like a family, like with a family. Cause I was like, yeah, I did this already. Like, you know, but I was like by myself in the woods with like a dog, like it's like, <laughs> it's like totally different. Like then we were like, we, we lived in a tent at first and then we lived in a, in like a pop-up tent camper for like eight months here. And then we like barely made it inside for like the first winter. And it was like, it was like the shell of this building. Like it was real <laughs> ridiculous. And it's a miracle that like she didn't, she didn't like just be like, I'm out of here. Like this Aww. year. Like, but, like, you know, it was, it's it's true love. Awesome. Like, I love it. Like I kind of like, I guess part of my brain probably knew what it was going to be like, but I like didn't tell myself that cause I would have like derailed it. Like, that's the thing. It's like, like I'll have a calling and like, I just, I have really have no choice. I'm almost like, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like a really stupid person in the way that like, once I have the calling, I can't unhear it. Like I just have to do that or like, I'll have to go kill myself or something. Like I can't <laughs> de deviate from like the plan, you know, like, like, Noah's I'm lost, like homestead in the middle of nowhere. Like, so perhaps yeah. that passion though it's it's good to channel it though right you know if you can channel that passion put it into the right yeah, things that's where you it know? comes from it's like i have to i have to i like to to like to to keep growing like you know it's like i don't know it's something about like the 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 enormous challenge that makes me so excited to get up in the morning otherwise i'm like what's the point like like after after i like like you know i i had i had agreed to stay on for season four of adventure time but like that was actually rough like i was so bored with living in la at that point like i had already bought this property in vermont and i was like just chomping at the bit to get out here and like do <laughs> was this it, was that ever a chance for you to work remotely or is it you had to be yeah, on location i mean they would have let me continue to work on the show but like i had to come out here and like it probably would have been smarter to like move back here and like get an apartment and like keep working for the show and like you know do this but like you know like i said i was like i was just totally gung-ho to like come out here and like just you know build like sure I was, I was i really wanted to just spend all my time building like because i was like like i said i was like i was really bored of living in la and and that was making me kind of like not as interested in working on adventure time anymore like even yeah. though i still like really loved it but like also, like with my work, um, it's the same thing with my work. Like, I've really to like really stay engaged with it. I have to be like pushing really hard. Like, like I always tell people, I erase way more than I draw. Like, I draw like a stupid person. Like, like I I it I draw so slowly. Like sometimes I will sit there and erase for a whole day. Like sometimes I'll actually sit down to like a half finished illustration, and at the end of the day, have like a, just erased it all. Like and 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 just erased for. <laughs> Like, Mignola works like that from what I've heard too. He's very Yeah, like I, I have to I have to be like really pushing to like to like break over that next horizon to stay engaged with it. So it's like it's a blessing and a curse because like it, it like I like I you know I I really that's what makes me love my work is like is like sitting down and like discovering something new there hidden in the page like oh my god like like I can feel it in there and like I'll draw something and I'll be like that's really cool but like that's not it like there's something better in there and like I'll just keep digging and digging and digging and I'll be like yes and I'll get a glimpse of it and I'll be like yes it's like archaeology you know I'm like yes there's something here and they're like oh no this is a dead end but like oh no I found a secret passage I found the tomb you know like then you find sure. it boom like I feel that so. in your work, though. I feel the like the exploration um, in the lines and the style. It's like you're not. It's like I can tell you're not like looking at a particular reference. You're looking within yourself, and that that's that like inner child of curiosity, imagination is coming out. 
Yeah. I think that's probably what Penn resonated with Penn as well. You know what I mean? Like, I want Finn yeah. and Jake to live in a Penn's in, in a ghost shrimp world, you know? Like, yeah, that's yeah, that's what he said. He was like, we want, the, you know, we want this to take place in your world. And I was like, perfect. Let's Boom. You know, I was like, <laughs> I mean, that, that really was my dream job. I mean, like, you know, that, um, that, uh, you know, to, to have that opportunity and, uh, you know, on that stage and then, you know, not only have the opportunity, but then have it to turn into what it did. I mean, that's a yeah. lot. I mean, I, you know, I don't want that to be the thing that I'm best known for. I mean, of course, I want to go and, you know, make something even better. But I mean, my God, like that I've already and not to sound like big headed or anything, but like I've I've I never I never would have imagined that like I would have created a show that's like the most popular cartoon you know, out there right now. I never would have imagined that, you know, yeah. like, like I, you'd think like, wow, that'd be cool. Like, it'd be cool to be in the NBA, but like, you know, I'm not in the NBA, but like, it's amazing that Adventure Time is on. And like, I, like my, you know, even though I don't work on it, my drawings are in like every single episode of that show, you know, like it's like whether I'm credited or not, whether I worked on that, that episode or not, my drawings are probably in like 99.9% .9 of those shows. Like, it's, it's awesome. really cool, you know, like, Super cool. I was telling my daughter because she's a huge fan of Adventure Time as well, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get one of the artists." And I showed her your work, and she's like, "It's so cool." And she and I was like, "You want me to ask him any questions?" She's like, "I don't know. I'll think about it." She never got back to me, but it's okay. it is crazy how big of a phenomenon it is. I remember uh, watching it for the first time and going like, "Wow, I think I love cartoons again." Yeah. I think that these guys actually figured it out for me again, and they've brought back that like Ren and Stimpy, Beavis and Butthead thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's so many create. There's so many people that you know had their own like fully realized creative like style or vision or thing, and then they were brought to that show, you know, that you know. It wasn't just, and not to just knock industry people, but like sometimes, you know, it'll just be like a mishmash and like, a, especially when it's like a rotating door of like, you know, just, just industry people who like work on tons of shows and like it changes every season. Like a lot of shows are like that. Yeah. Uh, almost, yeah, I'd say 80 or 90% of them like, are like that. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, I can't even name all the people, but just like, you know, my buddy, Tom Herpick, who, uh, you know, was the character designer and now storyboards on it and Jesse Moynihan and um you know and then rebecca sugar came on and um andy Ristiano, like so many people like awesome just had like rebecca sugar um she was she was still pretty young and you know now she has a steven universe show and like i don't know if her stuff was like as fully realized she was really young so i don't think she had a, a chance to like you know before that like you know become as established as like tommy or like you know andy or or, or jesse but like man these all these people just brought like they're just like heavyweights you know even though even if people might not know about them like these guys were like really had honed their craft you know these there's so many people on that show that have really honed their craft and like it was just like that perfect timing of bringing them all together and it just like really fitting together and like once it took off, you know, in the beginning, it's funny, people and, and people outside of the industry don't realize that, like, getting any show off the ground is really nerve-wracking. Oh, like, yeah. You it know, was a the, huge thing for Cartoon Network too. It was like their next big yeah. premiere show, and if it oh, didn't, yeah, if it didn't I, work, Cartoon Network was going to get fucked. But yeah, that's true. It, it is true. A lot and of like, pressure was on Penn and everybody. Yeah, and Penn really didn't have a good time in the beginning, and it was scary in the beginning. Like every week, it was like, "Oh, the show's going to get canceled." Like they were always in like an epic dispute 
with the executives over like some content issue and stuff and you know what 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 the show was going to be and really trying to really wrangling back and forth about what the core of the show was going to be you know um and and it was just like it's it's amazing to think back at that because now it's like man you know once once it gets off and flying they kind of let you they give you much more creative freedom but you know getting it up there until you're until you've proven the concept of the show it is really a lot of back and forth and as the creator of the show you're really you know you don't get to do tons of creative stuff you're more like you're more like managing all the rest of the people and then like you're you're the go-between of between the executives Executives and creatives yeah it's like man you know, I can see how it can be a real drag. Like, I don't think Penn was ever that really into running the show. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, now he doesn't run it anymore. He, he For a little while now, he hasn't been, you know, he, he's really hands-off. He really isn't that involved in the show. It's become something huge. I I, I, less, I, I read this really great quote, or I, I heard it in one of these audiobooks that I was listening to it. It was about um, what a director should be and what a director's role is. And it's it's actually, from my understanding of as being a director and doing these different things, it's it's about obviously working with people, but um, releasing potential within others. You know, yeah. that's, that's yeah. you know, whether you're releasing the potential in an executive producer and letting him realize that this is a good idea or telling a creative something that he can or cannot do and how to show them like the different dimension of like a plot a possibility it's a people yeah. person thing you know and yeah, yeah. And, I, and i i admire it i can't imagine the pressure and um yeah how how hard and i imagine for somebody like yourself or or like pen for example who's so close to it it's probably when you know if you were to sit down and watch an episode which is in compl- completely pleasurable for my daughter and I to watch and laugh and have fun is probably like filled with like fucking lights of pain and like long days and, and and arguments or you know but at the same time also lots of laughter I'm sure and all that kind of stuff I'm just I'm making up my own fictional story about how that stuff gets made but if it's yeah. it, great work doesn't come just like effortlessly like you're saying even for example your creative process how you can even spend a whole day and then you're just erasing. It's, yeah, it's like you're revealing something and some some processes like making a show a hit show for that on a huge network um, is is it's not done easily. It's it's there's a lot of a lot of challenges to make it happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because Penn isn't like a he isn't like a real like like he's very introverted and he's quiet and he's usually just kind of sitting at the table drawing. So he's not like a guy who's like going to give up and get up and like rally everybody and like, <laughs> like, let's just, you know, you do this, you do this, but he's really good at like, um, you know, just, just making people feel comfortable and just letting, letting you know that he really appreciates what you're bringing to it and just like picking the right people. That's what made him, you yeah, know, that's yeah. what really made the show work. And also Pat McHale, who was the art director um, on the show, um, he, you know, it, it was really in the beginning, it was really Penn and Pat putting it together. And um, Pat left like, I think around second, maybe the end of second season or something like that. Hmm. And um, he just did like this uh, mini series over the garden wall that looked really cool for Cartoon Network. Um, yeah, it was, I, I saw some of that. It looked really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And he got like Elijah Wood and like John Cleese and all this stuff going on it. Like it seems really neat. Like I'm glad that Cartoon Network is like, 
you know, at a point where they're branching out and like, hey, let's do a mini series because like, you know, they haven't done something like that in a bit. So like, that's that's pretty neat, you know. To and, and to, that's and Adventure Time has allowed for certain things like that. I imagine, you know, like the trust, yeah. the trust allowed for these certain experiences yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's so crazy because like, I mean, we went, I, you know, me and Wolfie went over to McDonald's and uh, got Adventure Time Happy Meals this past. <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, and my my drawing was on the box. I was like, <laughs> It's <laughs> so cool, and I always tell this funny story. And when I was 16, I worked. I got fired from McDonald's, uh, and I was actually really devastated. It's a funny story because, like, I worked there, and I loved my job at McDonald's. It was like I was like 16, and you know, it's like you know, it's just great. I love McDonald's food, and that know, was, was back going- before like McDonald's got got. It was like what McDonald's got exposed for being like, or was like bad culture once that like Super Size Me thing came out. Yeah, I don't even think I would have cared about that. But like, you know, <laughs> I would like get I would like get off on my break and eat forty chicken nuggets. Like, I would get two of those twenty nugget things and just slam them. Like, I was all about <laughs> McDonald's. I still love McDonald's because it's like they do. I mean, it's brainwashing. They do such a good job of like making you nostalgic for it, and like not only like on the chemical flavor level, but just like you love it. And like, it's so funny, even though I'm like, God, this food is so bad for you. It's like, I take my kid there once in a while, not all the time, but like once in a while, because like, I don't know, I want to share that with them. They, it's like, it's a total mind fuck. Like they got me, you know, it's like, sure. God damn it. but yeah, it's so funny. Cause like I worked there when I was 16 and, um, I was actually the day I got fired. I had, I had gone out and put on the grimace suit and I was like, well, I was grimace outside, like waving to cars going by and stuff. And then I came back inside, and um, and my my buddy came in, and I gave him a free hamburger, and they uh, they my buddy Luke, and and they and they they somehow caught me, cause, which is stupid, because like we would give away bags of free food, and then like he bought a meal, and I just like dropped in like an extra burger, and somehow uh, someone saw me, and they fired me. Oh, yeah, I had written up for other things too, like throwing eggs around, and like I actually sprayed. <laughs> I actually sprayed a customer with water at the drive-through one time. Like, it was like I, I, I was always jacking around, but um, but well, maybe so, it's a good thing because maybe you'd still be there, and then we wouldn't have sweet ghost shrimp adventure it, world. It's true. It might that that might be true, but it was like it was full circle because I got fired and I got I cried. I had to call my mom to get picked up, and I threw uh. I threw my shirt, and there was like a little like wetlands out front. And I threw my shirt out in the wetlands. I was all upset. Uh. And uh, yeah, so I came and, I, and then I can like never work at McDonald's again. They like ban you, like fuck McDonald's. And, like, so, so I work Have you tried to go back and like, work there? Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't even work there, but then I went back and like my drawings on the fucking box. There you go, man. Suck it. <laughs> it's just funny, like how the universe works and the world works itself. You know, you never know. But I think like what you said, there's a couple really key things that I think you said that resonated with me. And I know I'm hoping people are paying attention is like be completely dedicated to whatever it is that makes you passionate and blissful, opposite of boredom, opposite of sad, you know, like be focused on what it is that excites you every day. Dedicate yourself to that. And also like how you imagine, like how you've you said, like your mortgage is so small, like your time rich, you know? Yeah, that's important. You know, uh, as I get older, I realize how how important that is, you know, and I'm constantly trying to unlearn these like stupid things that I've learned about like, 
you know, sit at the desk for eight hours and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like figure out the best flow for you, figure out the best way to get the maximum, uh, out of yourself. Even if it takes you 14 hours just to focus on yourself, like that's worth it to you. But it's like being time rich is so much more important than monetary rich. Unless you're like some person that needs to have like a crazy, like Ferrari F40 or something. And you get, that's your life exists existence, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's more complications though. You know, I've noticed more money, more complications. It's so tricky because like that message is never out there, you know? And like most people, you know, I mean, I, it was, it was, it was, it was hard for me before I could see it because I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And, and then, and then once I got my calling, it was easy because that's the only thing I could even imagine doing. And I think if someone doesn't know, if someone doesn't hear a calling, like why would they just go out on their own? You know why? Like, like I heard the call out in the woods. So I wandered off into the woods by myself. Like I knew that my destiny was waiting there, but like, you know, you're not really taught to like listen to those things. Like you're, you're more taught. You are kind of, they're like, be unique, be yourself. But at the same time, you're like in a room full of kids where they're like, shut up, like stop (laughs) fucking around in the back. Like, (laughs) you know, like, so it's a real, they say one thing, but you're really like, you know, the, you know, and I hate to be like the system and like all this stuff, but like, it is really like, you know, you're really, you're really, um, discouraged to you know just like take to just go off and do your own thing that makes that kind of like makes everyone in in society uncomfortable you know they're like wait why is he going off and doing that thing like because then everybody's like wait well what am i doing you know because most people don't know what they want to do they don't they aren't like wow if i could because like i always love to ask people you know if you could do anything you know what would it be and a lot of people like "Ah, i don't really know and like that should be the first thing that like you should that discover. should be the main thing in school. They should just be like, what do you feel like you want to do? What do you feel like you want to do? What do you feel like you want to do? And like past the initial, like when I was little, I was like, I want to be a mechanical engineer. Like, you know, you don't, you, you kind of like think one thing. You're like, I like, you know, trucks and like, I like tractors and like, I'm going to design this stuff. So you're like, you, you, you'll have like different ideas growing up, but like that should just be the one thing that people keep asking you your whole life. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Like, what do you really, what, what do you, what are you most excited about? You know, and not like what's realistic or what's going to, you know, you know, what's going to be safe and secure for you. You know, really the message mostly is like, you know, like you, I mean, just just yeah. You need a good job. You need if you don't go to college, like your your permanent record, and like if you don't go to college, you're gonna be working at a gas station forever, and like all this stuff. But like honestly, like you know, someone might actually like work part time at a gas station, and then like you know have four days of their week off, and like go you know have a hobby that they love more than anything else, and that's gonna be like a wicked awesome life for them. You know, you never really know. So like. It's so much more important to, you know, develop the voices in you because everybody's got the voices. But unless you like that's the thing about the challenging and the chasing of it. If you don't like if you don't follow those little dreams and even the ones that peter out and the ones become nothing like you have to like you have to intuition isn't something that you just have or you don't. It's like it's a muscle. It's like if you don't if you don't test your intuition and, and, and work your intuition and like constantly be like living in a world of intuition where you're following, you know, down these, these dark hallways and you never know what you're going to find, you're never going to get to anywhere interesting. You're always going to just be living in 
what you see around you. You're never going to crack, you know, that you're never going to get outside that shell. You're never going to get to that next level. You know, it's like, you know, there's that notion of, of, you know, oh yeah, follow your heart and all this stuff. But it's like, it's not going to be one time. I I feel like people think it's going to be like one light bulb that goes off and like they make one decision in their life and that's going to change their thing forever. It's like, no, you got to be listening to your intuition like every single day. Every day, yeah. It's constantly changing. Really making that what you're about, you know, really thinking about that and like diving into it and like, you know, what is propelling me is like, are, are, are my own ideas and things that I care about propelling me through life? Or like, is it like my friend's expectations or my parents' expectations or like, you know, television, the things that television is telling me? So many people me, live like, in a know. mirror, I think too, you know, like what does my dad want or what does my wife want or, you know, all these things or what is, what is, what is TV telling me that I should be doing, you know? Yeah. One of the best quotes, I use it all the time. It's 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 totally exactly what we're talking about, but it's a Galileo quote and it's uh you can't teach a person anything, but you can show them what they already know within themselves. Yeah. And it's all about self-discovery and constantly not just it's not like you just all of a sudden know it and then you just figure it out. It's like you're constantly every day you're discovering it. And like how you say you erase the paper and you're trying to discover that core thing at the exact moment that you're going into, you know, but yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if I was satisfied doing the same thing, I would have just stayed in LA. I'd be balling out right now making, you know, fat checks and, you know, it's like <laughs> I make so much less now, but I'm like, I, you know, I, I couldn't like, I, you know, I, I, I could literally and I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this and some people have, you know, uh, have some, some people have reacted to it and some people have just kind of like let it take over them. But like, it's, it's scary because I could literally, as someone who is very in touch with their creative side and like, you know, knowing when you feel really inspired and knowing when you're not feeling inspired, you know, that fourth year I was like, wow, I am like dangerously uninspired right now. Like I can feel like if I stayed here, like I could like, I could like logically talk myself into staying here just for the money. And like, cause I just had a kid and like my wife was from there and like every, like, like no one would have like just quit that job and like come out and like just to, to, to like fucking, you know, start shoveling dirt in the middle of fucking bump Vermont, you know, it's like literally (laughs) insane, you know, but like, it's like, I can literally, you know, I I could, I could feel myself being like, wow, I could just like, I could just let that part of me die away. And I could be happy doing these same drawings, you know, for 10 more years. But like, that would be, you know, that would really be the death of me as a creative, you know, like, like someone that's pushing the boundaries and like, you know, getting to new places. And it really, it's all about that idea of like keeping it active and and working it and working it. And like, you know, you know, you you know, sometimes you'll see, or or like here, you know, sometimes like you'll love a band and then they make it. And then all of a sudden their music becomes really stale. And it's like, I think it's that thing where like, you know, they're like, wow, we made it. And then like they sit there and they're like, let's keep doing the same thing. It's like I never I never want to feel like I made it like, you know, I I always want to feel like I'm making it constantly like like to struggle as a creative person is a blessing because it like, you know, I, I have I have consciously put myself in a point where I am where I where I where I have to, you know, pushed up, pushed the creative envelope to stay, to, to keep getting work, you know, as a freelancer, like you have to be putting, you know, exciting work up on a, on, on a, on a, on, you know, you have to keep putting it up on a consistent basis to keep people hiring you, you know, otherwise I would stop working. And like, 
I love that. That to me is the whole point of it. And like, I know there's all different types. Some people are really happy just like kind of like finding a style and like, you know, just keeping within that and like cranking out drawings of an elephant all day. Like one thing, you know, like some people love to do stuff like that. But like, to me, it's, you know, it's, it, it's like what we were talking about. It's the exploration that is the most exciting thing about it. I mean, that's why. But that's I what started, led, that's what led Penn to you, I think, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> why I started drawing. And I yeah. never, you know, I never want to have that thing of like, wow, where did the passion go? Where, sure. you know, where, smart. Like, I don't even care about drawing anymore. Like, you know, that would just be like, wow, it'd be so, de- it'd be so depressing. You yeah, know? that's really sad. You it know, happens a lot worth that no amount of money would be worth that because then it's like well what's the point then 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 what would i do just like spend a lot of money and like get fat and like well you know i don't know i I don't know what i would even do like i just i don't know there's something really like weird about me and in the way that like you know like i love going out and like chopping wood and like digging in the ground and like doing things that are like really hard like and like and like wow this sucks but like wow i love it though like i love <laughs> doing things that are really difficult and hard like in a certain genre like i wouldn't want to go out and like you know be, be beat up by people all day and be like <laughs> i was wow, going to say you should try jiu jitsu but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no I, that's i i actually yeah that is pretty that that's pretty neat too i definitely i definitely the one thing that i kind of regret looking back i'm not really into regretting but like i do wish that i had like tried to push my um sports abilities more i was never like i was always i love sports and i was into playing sports but i never focused on sports enough to become good at it art was really the only thing that really like focused me and 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 now building too like now i'm like even though i'm like a wicked shitty builder because i'm just beginning like that's (laughs) something that i'm really into and someday i'll be a good builder you know i'll never be like as good as I am at drawing because I spend most of my time drawing, but like, I'll be like, I'll become like in 10 years, I'll become like a proficient builder where like people aren't like, wow, that looks like shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome though. You know, but, but yeah, like, you know, I don't know. There's, there's, and I think it's a new England thing too. Like, I think there's like, there's like a pride in like doing like really just hard work in this part of the world. But like, cause like my family is like, like from New England, like my dad's ancestors arrived on the Mayflower and shit. So we're like really from New England. Hmm. Um, you know, so there is that like really like old school New England uh, blood in me that I think is like that's probably explains it right there of like why I like to do like you know weird shit because my wife is always like why don't you get a wood splitter and I'm like babe I love going out and chopping wood and, like, <laughs> you know, my, like, my relatives from there too chop wood every day and like some days I'm like fuck man it's like you know 20 below out i don't want to chop wood right now but then a part of me is like yeah you do and i get super psyched about it i get my headphones on like i you know i'll like put my like i have a i'll like get my pistol and like put my pistol on and like yeah i'm gonna look at gi joe i'm gonna go out and chop wood. Like, you know, just, like, just like get really into it get crazy awesome. it, you know yeah the the my my um relatives from maine uh, my uncle eric he's a small guy and i remember he's a hard working guy and i remember going out to cut some wood with him and i had these fragile little like girl art hands you know and they just blew up i just was just blood everywhere after like you know like splitting a couple pieces of wood <laughs> and he's just he you know he's just this little guy swinging this huge axe and uh yeah, it was pretty funny. I remember going inside, and my wife's like, "What the hell happened to your hands?" I'm like, "Yeah, I tried to be like a man." I, I, I <laughs> but I, I, I connect with you the same thing. I think that when you do that, when you do extreme things, or if you do something out of pure like love and passion, or you're doing them to the hundred percent that you have, 
you get 100% back. And um, it's a bold step, right? It's, it's, it's hard to, for some people, I think, to commit to like, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it 100%. You know, my wife sometimes is like, you need to chill out and find your gray zone, you know, because I'm either like hot or cold or black or white. And, yeah. um, but it's been challenging, you know, when to decide what, when to be like that. As a parent, you have to find the gray all the time, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I've been, re- yeah, I've been really trying to find more balance in my life because I'm like, I'm a person that I could literally work all the time and be super happy doing it because I've picked like I've set myself up to just work on things that I really care about yeah Um, but yeah it's like you got to remember to like just go like sit there and like just sit with your you know just like snuggle with your kid on the couch like even though you're like I'm doing nothing right now it's like no you're doing you're like you're you're being the family you know like it's like all these things you're like because you you'll think like oh I, I'm like I'm like doing stuff for the family by like making money and like doing oh I gotta get the, there's always especially in my life like I mean it's we don't have water so there's always something to do like like I you know I, I'm like I need to do the plumbing I need to do this I need to do that like to an extreme degree in our life so it's like even more challenging to just be like just sit there and do nothing like you know like just <laughs> just chill like just just you know don't don't be trying to rush off and like you know do this do this other thing like. It's funny. I have, I have similar similar things too, and it was like I had similar self sabotaging things where I'd say, "Yeah, well, I'm out making money, and that's helping the family." But then I was like, "Well, I'm not even home. Who's yeah. who's who's there for them?" You know. And so yeah, I was like discovering that. I'm reading a book, or I'm listening to it right now, and this, it's by this guy Tim Ferriss, who wrote the Four Hour Work Week and the Four Hour Chef. Have you ever heard of him? No. Pretty interesting stuff. I think you might like it, but you, I don't even think you need it because you've already figured it out. Um, but he, he it's, it's all about like self discovery and then like the time that you spend and how to use the time like wisely and become yeah. become rich without like the the monetary side of things, but just uh, your life experience and understanding what that is and based on decisions and choices that you make in the world and stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah it's really cool. It's it's fantastic and it's really great to hear your take and case on on things. And, and the way you live your life because it's uh it's refreshing for me because sometimes I get caught up in this the rat race you know of success and trying to you know make a name and all these things and trying to fit in this groove and like yeah uh, Hollywood and movies and stuff and, and just the film industry the industry itself is very uh it could kill you you know like if yeah. you don't if you don't if you're not careful and it's really refreshing hearing your take on how you um, have managed to set yourself up to experience like the better parts of life, you know, some of the best parts of my life have been like traveling or experiencing nature. Uh, my last big trip was out to Kauai and we, we hiked this, this crazy ass, like 12 mile, uh, hike along the Northern, uh, Ridge of Kauai. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it was just the most exquisite, amazing, like spiritual journey. It was like, I, like I transcended, you know, just, you'd go inside the, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of Kauai, but I think I've done that same hike. I've been to Kauai before. Oh, Kalalau. Have you done that one? I don't, I don't, it was like, a, it was like when I was a teenager and I don't remember, but I, I, but like it was a, it, it probably was, it was like an epic hike right along like coastal cliffs, like a long, yeah, super long, like, like it takes yeah. a whole day just to get to the beach. Yeah. You get yeah. to the beach though, right? Yeah. Okay. You've been there then. Yeah. It's a crazy journey. And you know how like you go inside and, and it was a really great metaphor for me spiritually as a person is the way that the island is, is there's um, from the rain and the way that it was created, the rain has created these amazing ridges. And when you go and do this hike, you, you, you walk into these ridges, you go down and then you walk up, like you climb elevation, then you come to the, the viewpoint at the edge of the ridge where you can see the vantage point. 
and it's almost like a metaphor for life. That's what I took from it is, you know, you have these moments of, of down and, and darkness, and then you have these moments of revelation and you have yeah. in each one of them, you get closer to your destination, but the journey itself is like, I don't know, like I, I read into things myself and I self narrate a lot of stuff myself personally, but the journey, it just reminded me, it was like this, it was like, I was, I almost saw my life within like the six month, the six hour, or eight hours of, of hiking. Yeah. And every time I came to that moment of just like, like I took a deep breath. I almost wanted to cry because it's so beautiful. Um, you know, like nature itself is so powerful, and it has. It's like it's all. It's all there. It's pretty much free, and yeah. you can experience it at any time that you like. And yeah, it was just. Uh, yeah, bringing with you, with you bringing up all this like connection to nature and stuff it just reminds me of like how much I miss it and how much I really enjoy it. Like to the deepest part of my being, you know, it's like that's where I belong. That's where I want to yeah. be, you know. So I've already told my wife too. It's like, like you know, we're gonna get this stuff done, and uh, I'm gonna we're gonna buy a house in Kauai, and then we're gonna go escape and just go chill and enjoy, <laughs> live off the land, you know, and just, yeah, it's so beautiful out there. It's insane. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked into this area cause winter is my favorite. Like I can't like, that's another thing about living in LA, like with no, no, no winter. It's like driving me insane. It's because it, if you're, if you're used to, cause I had lived on the East coast all my life and yeah. winter for the vast majority of it. And, you know, you get so keyed into the seasons and like how it, how it like, you know, you, you, you know, you do different activities, you know, all, you know, throughout the years, depending on the season. And, you know, you just, it, it, it just really compartmentalizes your life and, and, and changes your behaviors and, 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 you know, and you look forward to all these things like, oh, I can't wait to go skiing and sledding. And like, oh, I can't wait in this to go have cookouts and go swimming. And then like, in LA, it's like summer every day. And it was like, it was a weird time warp where I had no sense of how long I had been there. And like, it was really weird. I just really could never imagine, you know, living without those seasons. There's just so much of a part of my internal clock. It's like, it's, it's so weird to be outside of that. I remember experiencing that. I remember being in Boston or no, it was maybe it was, it was, uh, yeah, Vermont. Cause I moved around a lot growing up. But I remember uh, what that does to my to your mind. You know, when, yeah. when everything shuts in, you have to, you know, you're locked in basically. When the seasons really hit hard, when you have so snowstorms, you can't really go outside. And and when you can, uh, you got to really be ready for it. And uh, that's for, coming from a kid who was born in, uh, out in Southern California, raised in, in Hawaii, and then living like a really heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my mom liked to just have me experience lots of interesting things, but it was just, uh, yeah, it was just. I know what you're talking about, and and being indoors, I remember being really obsessed with like the Hobbit, and that's when I was drawing a lot, and yeah. I'd like watch hockey and sit at my desk and just like watch hockey, play Nintendo, and just draw all day. And I and I there was like this weird recluse thing that happened. Um, yeah, there's something that happens uh, to your mind, I think, when the seasons hit, you know. And if you're not ready for it, then you become the guy in the shining, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, some people really get affected by it. To me, winter's my favorite season, so like, I get super jacked up. And, like, I love to go outside because it's like you get all your layers on and you go out there. And it's like I love that. I love that stuff, like like the different the different trappings that come with the different seasons. Like I love it. And, and getting so bundled up and then going and exploring the winter world is like so magical i i i I absolutely love that that's cool man yeah you're really living it up then it's really cool it's cool to see and like it's cool to know 
and it all makes sense to me you know when like after reading all these books and then also like reading your interviews and then all these things and seeing like the success of adventure time and like seeing the success and the fall of different other things it all comes down to the people and the choices that they make and their lifestyles and all that kind of stuff and it like when i it just reaffirms to me that like there's certain there's certain things that matter most in life you know and it's cool it's cool it's like it's um it's really nice to know you know well, yeah, what what you do at, for a living and where you live really, really become who you are, you know, so you yeah. want to try to choose that as much as possible. You know, you really want to think a lot about it and you really want to like, that's what you want to really push for. You know, that's where you want to really figure out and put your effort into getting to the place where you at least think you want to be at that time, you know, and then it'll lead you to where you eventually want to go. But, you know, to be... To just move somewhere arbitrarily for for work and you know just, you know oh this is a good job and like you know with this and that it did such an odd concept you know because that's what's really going to shape you it's not like you're independent from that I mean what you spend you know what you spend forty hours a week doing for money and then where you live is really going to really going to you know when you die that's what that's what you have that's what you were you know so. Yeah. Did you hear about that story about that guy up in Maine that lived as a recluse and a hermit out in the land for 27 years by himself? Yeah, like breaking into people's houses. Yeah, and shit. Yeah. yeah. How crazy I is that? 27 freaking years. Insane. Yeah, that is insane because uh, everybody has guns. When you get out in the sticks here, everyone's yeah. got guns and yeah. like they all hunt and shit. Like it's amazing that someone didn't track him and like he must have been a stealth motherfucker because like he was. Like I walk through my woods like every day, and like I'll see like what animals came through, and I'll go out with my shotgun and be like, I like like to patrol the property almost, you know, like just like cause it's all like a fantasy in my head, you know. Sure. And, like and like I'll go out there and like you know I'll see like my neighbor walk through, and I'll like track where they came in and left, and like you know I was like you, you, you love like and during hunting season I'll like go back and like you know I'll be hunting out there, but I I I love to see like where the other hunters are coming from and all this stuff in the snow, like it's like so interesting you know yeah man it's epic and that 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 story is uh it blew me away i read the interview there was a guy that actually did a really great interview and he had not, he analyzed all his questions and articulated the ways the guy was reacting it was just like kind of prof- a profound thing um how somebody would just escape uh the reality that we all live within and go and become his own kind of like i don't know it's crazy for me and also the most crazy that i can uh, i can well the 27 years of solitude is is i don't i can't even grasp that i i think i'd go crazy after a week of not talking to somebody i'm big on like socializing with people and then also on top of it just being uh the cold it's it's fucking cold up there (laughs) and if you don't have like insulation and and like proper heat and all that stuff like it's amazing that he didn't just uh he didn't dive just freezing to death basically you know so that that was pretty amazing yeah. but i imagine what what an amazing uh and interesting life you know his, his priorities his uh his rules in life and his experiences with things it's got to be so unique such a crazy yeah. thing i feel bad for him that he was caught and brought into our world it must have been horrible for him I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure he would rather have just died in the woods you know yeah but yeah, yeah I, I feel it's like a wild animal or something, but not not like that, not in a bad way at all. I think it's yeah, in a funny way. I'm surprised. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, all over the world, there's people living in all different ways, but I'm surprised there aren't like more 
people that don't choose to like go out and like live as like hunter gatherers i would think that that would be like a thing like there's so many things that people do like why yeah. the fuck aren't there like there's like some of these things like all it's these hard. diets i guess it's just more commitment it's oh like, it's you, crazy it's not commitment. like a it's not just like a trend you know where you're yeah. like oh i'm like a vegan or whatever you know like it's like <laughs> that's that's like real commitment you know it's like a whole like you have to just reshape everything you are and it goes it goes so much against you know what everything you know what 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 our what our culture is about i guess yeah it's really I, yeah I, I i mean when i when i when i lived up in my cabin in new hampshire that i built i would go like i would go like a week or two without seeing anybody but my cousin and i would go days without seeing him and i was actually really into it it's funny because i can be like I can be a total extrovert, like, when I run training camp and stuff here, like, I'm, like, leading, you know, people, like, I'm, like, around, you know, 15 people all day, every day, like, leading them very vocally, like, very, like, I'm loud and boisterous and, like, a big personality and, like, that's what runs. What's this training camp camp. thing? What is it? Oh, Go Scout training camp? Yeah, give me some details on it. What is that exactly? Oh, Go Scout training camp is, um, it's like, it's a secret society that I started when we got here to Vermont. And um, basically, people apply from all over the world. And we accept uh, eight cadets and they come here and they camp out for the entire month of August. And, um, they like we get up at 6 a.m like i go up in the woods with like a boom box with like jock jams on it and like wake up at 6 a.m like dun, 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 dun. and i'm like oh everybody up they're all in their tents and like they bring every, there's like a really like massive supply list of like they have to bring like a stove and like a tent and like you're 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 camping even though you're with a group of people each individual has everything they need other than food, they go into town to get food, but they have, they have all the supplies they need to camp on their own for the entire month. And then, um, you know, we, they all camp together up, up, uh, on the next hill up from my pro from where my house is like a little bit further back in the woods, like about a five minute walk up into the woods here. And, um, so yeah, we wake up at 6am and like work out to jock jams, like push ups, sit ups running. And then, um, we, uh, and then in the morning, um, they'll, they'll eat breakfast after that. And then, um, we do, uh, like building or forestry stuff in the, up until lunch. And then they break for lunch and eat lunch and then they take a nap or whatever. And then at one o'clock, um, we do drawing illustration stuff, uh, up until dinner time. And then, um, they dinner and then like, you know, um, uh, they'll just hang out like around bonfire. Like I'll, I'll usually go up and hang out with them like every other night. And then the other night I'm like here doing the family thing. Um, but yeah, for the entire month of August, um, eight kids come and these are like college age kids usually like, you know, they're into drawing and stuff. They're either like going into college or coming out of college. And it's basically like a life, life camp. Like it's like to get like, it's basically like me psyching them up and like, them working super duper hard, like me, like making sure that they work like super hard on like, you know, not only drawing stuff, but also like all the, like the forest stuff. So it's like they leave here at the end of the month, um, being like, everybody is like, not only is it one of the most like fun times they've ever had, but they, and they've, they be, they made lifelong friends with all the people that were here at the time with them. Um, cause it's like summer camp for kids, but it's like adults 
And then um, they also have never worked that hard. You know, they're like, wow, like I, 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 don't, I didn't know I could do all that. And then that's they're awesome. like, go out ready to just kill it. So it's like, because that's kind of like, uh, and you like, feed off that, I'm sure too. You know? yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's like it's what I get out of it in in the way is like yeah, inspiration. Like I get so psyched to share that with you know to like see everybody like you know get so jacked up that jacks me up. But like it's basically like my like probably like 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 you like to do with the podcast. It's like once you once you get to a certain level of success and happiness in your life, I think it's really important to turn around and like make sure that you're doing what you can to help other people reach that level of success and happiness Hell along yeah. there. There's so many people and I'm sure you feel the same way. I'm sure there's so many people that helped you along, whether it was like oh, a yeah. friendship or just someone you met or like there's, there's these key things that really like make you believe in yourself and like help you get that next foothold or you're wrong on the ladder of like where you're trying to go. So like this, you know, it's like, it's it's my version of an internship basically, and um and then the cool thing about it is at the end of the month they they get a code name and they get a Ghost Scout uh, a Secret Society of Ghost Scout shirt that's only you can only get that shirt if you're a scout so it's pretty <laughs> um, that's cool man so they get that and then they're in the society and then like we like we have a private group on Facebook and like everybody's in there talking to each other and sharing work every day so now we've been doing this for three years so like. The scouts started out as just my friends, so like my friends are in there, and then, um, but the most active scouts are the people that for the last three summers have come through camp. So there's been it was it was six, eight, and eight. So there's what is that? That's uh, sixteen. That's like twenty two kids that have come through here um, and awesome. been trained in the last three years, and, um, and, and they're like your family now, huh? Yeah, they just like it's so cool because like you don't have those same kind of experiences when you're an adult as no. much. Like yeah. like just like, you know, cuz they're really taken out of their reality and like stuck in the woods and like a lot of them haven't even camped before and then like, you know, like we live like 3 miles outside of this little town where you can get everything you need, but like we're in the fucking woods. Like we are in the woods. Like if you get lost in these woods, like you could die out there. Like there's just woods out there. You know like <laughs> so it's really cool. So they really are removed from it and then put in this intensely creative but intensely productive environment um and because uh, that's like my whole thing is like I'm not the most talented person. I just I love what I do and I work super hard at it, you know, so yeah. so that's the thing. It's like and even if you are good at even if you're like the most talented person around, it's like, great, that's going to get you a job, but that's not going to get you a career like you're going to have to work so hard to make a living at anything that you do. But especially if you're trying to like if you're trying to, you know, create your own product you know of your own art that's that's distinctly yours you're really building a brand you have to do anything that another business would have to do so you have to get out there and work so hard at it and we really talk a lot about you know we, we work really hard and then we talk a lot about like you know how you really have to you know come at it like a business and think about your branding and you know we we make five-year plans here they make five-year plans of where they're going to go that's from here sick. now that's actually now that's actually part of the application process they have to submit a five-year plan that's but badass we go much more in depth yeah we we go more in depth with the five-year plan while they're here <clears throat> so, you should check uh, out this Timothy Ferris's stuff, man. I have a bunch of other books if you're ever interested. In it. it sounds like you already got the answers to what you need, but like if you're ever curious about, I love literature and especially about yeah, like self help or just development. Yeah, I listen to audio books like constantly while I work. I'll so, send you like, links to them and you can check them yeah, out. 
yeah that would be really cool That'd i really love awesome. your system andrew you better be listening in you should go sign up <laughs> yes, <laughs> do I, it andrew <laughs> and, and 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 i try to get people out here like um you know who scott c is I've heard his name. I've heard that name yeah, before. Yeah, he's like a really cool comic guy. Like he came out and like I always try to have special guests come and like they camp out for like a weekend and, you know, hang out with us and like, you know, because they hear plenty from me all the time. Um, but, you know, it's nice for them to get like messages from other people too. So like we'll try to get some other people. I'm always trying to get Penn to come and stuff. So like, you know, I try to get um, a couple special guests to come and speak. So like, shit, man, you ever want to come and fucking camp out for a weekend in Vermont? I mean, you know, whether, Dude, it's, a camp, awesome. whether it's a camper anytime, but like you're totally welcome. Like, we got a sick fucking, we got two log cabins almost built up there. We got some wooden teepees. Like there's pictures of it all. On the yeah, look, there. I've been looking at him while we're talking. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's really sick cool. Ass, we have a sick ass campground up there we got an outhouse and like a shower thing up there it's like it's fucking awesome man we just we just have so much fun because like i mean i'm basically just like recreating my childhood as an adult like i just i just want to like draw and build forts in the woods with my friends like and i'm just doing it on the adult level like i bought my own forest and like i'm starting a secret society and like you're literally you know, finn from the cartoon yeah, yeah you're the human version yeah do all the stuff that like all the amazing things that i always you know would have wanted to do when i was 10 if i was an adult when i was 10 and now i'm a 10 year old adult you know it's like (laughs) yeah that's really cool man i really dig what you're doing and that's rad i i would that and that's if that's an invite that sounds really cool definitely man yeah anytime and if you want to get involved we can talk more about it and like you know if you wanted to come for the camp thing the camp thing is so much fun like we had a girl come from australia we had we had we've had kids come from guadalajara mexico it's awesome that kids a kid come from the uk i mean you know people apply these are memorable things too as a kid i didn't i grew up without like sports really or like uh or you know i never did like boy scouts or anything like that so i had nothing to really cling to i think i Later in life, now I have jujitsu. Is that's my yeah. that's my glue now. That's the yeah. that's the brotherhood. You know, you talked about like the things you experience with people and how they bind you, like sweating on another dude or chick because it's it's co-ed. So like just sweating and trying to choke and kill one another in a certain way, yeah. but in the best of ways, you know. And once you defeat the other person, it's like nothing but love because you both understand. Like there's an unspoken language behind it that we're growing together and I need you to be better than me. And I need, so I can test myself of how good I am, you know, and things like that, you know, like those core things that I see, I I feel like I've lost or I've seen get lost in society uh, as we continually progress towards like oblivion of just like, you know, I don't know the minutia of daily habit and stuff and forgetting like why we're doing the things that we're doing, you know? yeah yeah this this camp thing sounds really rad though it's definitely something that would be lots of fun to be a part of yeah Yeah. it's really fun and then like and then like last year we started uh, a residency thing and we're doing it again this year where like then if you're a scout then you because basically the 25 acres here we call it the ghost shrimp national forest and it's like it's basically like available once you're a ghost scout then this is available to you as a place to come and recreate whether it's like you know to come work on a project or like just to come chill or whatever to to escape from shit for a weekend or if you you know if you're like yo i'm working on this project can i come up there for a month and i'm like all right let's do it you know so it's like uh i really had the vision of of it being becoming a place where you know um you know people can just jump out and and escape and and work on their stuff and like you know just you know all these friendships and like a place where they can come back all throughout their lives and keep keep linking up and keep meeting up and like as their careers grow and then there'll be new scouts coming in and they'll be like 
I was, you know, 20 years ago when I became a ghost scout, you know, uh, this, this like there was only, uh, there wasn't even a cabin here, you know. And, That's and I, awesome. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have like, we're going to build like a whole village up there basically of like, of just like <laughs> studios for like, my vision is like to have this 25 acres of land become like a living illustration with like tree houses and like underground houses and like just all the crazy shit we can we can get together and build and then like whenever people want to come hang out and 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 have fun with it to use it that's you know that's 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 the kind of like big big long-term vision of it sounds awesome i think that's what walt disney had in mind (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) no i'm just joking no because like look what happened what became like this big conglomerate like run by a bunch of executives that just have it (laughs) Uh, but no dude that's really awesome i really admire that and i think that's really cool and anybody that's listening definitely check it out we'll have links to all that stuff too because yeah the applications are about to go up i'm gonna put them up like this week um for for summer for this summer it's yeah it's it's from august 1st to september 1st and we accept eight kids so that's awesome um and then it's cool because then people that have come the year before come back and are counselors and stuff like now they're like like each year we've had like two or three kids come back and and help me run the camp and then they're like really it's like it's so funny because it's like an idea i always had in my head um i thought like when i get my land like i really want to do this crazy thing that i just described and like i had no idea if it was going to work and um, when I got here, I just like put out a call like to first annual Ghost Scout training camp. And it was just like there was nothing here. It was just me in the woods. And like a bunch of people came and like we just we just did it. And it just became this thing. And like, you know, it's just one of those other pieces of destiny that just everything came together. And like, you know, then it, you know, all of a sudden it was just an idea floating around in my head. And now that it's like this thing that's like people from Australia are coming here and like, you know, people, people are, you know, it's, 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 and it's more than just an experience because then you link in with this whole group of friends. So it's like, we're really becoming part of each other's lives. I mean, it's, it's actually become one of the, one of the most profound and inspiring things that, that, you know, I've done. And that's the thing. It's like, if I had never, that's, you know, going back to where we started, like if, if I had never left LA, if I had like stayed there for the money and the security, like any normal person would have, you know, you know, you're having a sure. baby, you have, you're finally, you know, making bank and like, fuck it, man, I'm just going to do this. And like, no, I'm going to go broke. I'm going to fucking go in the woods and like, you know, do this. And like, you know, I never, this never would have happened if I hadn't just followed that intuition and, and been in, been in line with that and had that be a real part of my life. And like, you know, you know, when you, when you read about these amazing feats that people did, whether it's like explorers or the people who made the national parks and stuff, it's always these people who just went out and did this shit when everybody thought they were bonkers. It's like, don't be afraid to do that. You know, that's where, you know, it's going to be scary. And there's going to be times where you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, if you don't say like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm scared to death. Like, <laughs> like you're not, you, you should say that to yourself like every couple of years, at least. Like, yeah. You, know, you should be doing like, the thing that you most fear most. You know, like, yeah, man. And like, you know, I would never have gotten to that level. And then this gives me so much more superpowers. Like how much of like my secret energy am I just like sucking out of this, this enterprise now? You know, it's like, it's like, and, and, and that's the real commodity, you know, it's like free time and inspiration. Those are the things that are going to like make your life like so good, you know? And it's, it's, it's so, it's those things like that where like, if I had followed the rational path, even after I had like already followed an irrational path to become an artist, if then I was like, 
hey, yeah, I'm going to, like, now become, like, a studio artist and just, like, bounce around from show to show and, like, make a lot of money. And, like, I made it now. Like, hey, mom, I made it. Like, then I would never have been here doing all this wacky stuff. And, like, God only knows where this will lead, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, like I said, my dream is, like, that we establish this as, like, you know, um, a really, you know, I hope that when my son, you know, is 15, he's helping me run this camp. And then, you know, maybe when I, when I'm done with it, you know, when I'm fucking dead, maybe he's the Go Scout leader and he's continues running this camp. Like maybe we've turned it into something so amazing that he is inspired enough that that is his life's passion, you know? And, you know, it's like, I mean, <laughs> who knows, you know, it's, it's like, it, you, to create these things that, you know, are, are out of the ordinary and, you know, those are the things that, to me, that's what human beings are supposed to do. We're not supposed to, like, just cram into one room and all think the same way. We're supposed to be, you know, out there just pushing the boundaries. Like, that. why were we given brains that could think of hypothetical things? No other animals sit around and, like, dream up wacky shit to do and, like, take <laughs> chances on it. They're just concerned with, like, survival, like, mating and eating and shit. And that's awesome, but, like... Like we have these special powers, like fucking use that, dude. Yeah. Get out there and use it. You know, like don't waste it. Like, yeah, man, you're the greatest gift you're given is free. It's at birth. It's your mind, and why box it in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's and and it's not about you know where you come from or like you know privilege or poor or no. like everybody has the same ability to dream and like i've never met a kid who didn't have dreams about shit you know like and it's just like people need to be telling kids like you know do it like take the chance do it you know like, that sounds fun like do it you know i mean that's yeah. that's that's what people should be saying yeah i agree man yeah it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be cool to see what comes of your enterprise and everything that you're making and building and it's, it sounds awesome it sounds like you've really been able to manifest like a really great life it's inspiring to me uh, i'm sure everybody that's listening to is really you know this is a unique uh talk because usually um, a lot of the guests are like myself or, you know, like we're, we're knee deep in the grind of everything. And it's really cool to see how you've managed to use different leverage points in your career and your life to put yourself in a better position. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's been really amazing being able to chat with you. I really stoked and I hope that we can create dialogue and it would be awesome to sometime, maybe sometime, um, later next year or something like that, come out and, and see everybody and see all this awesomeness because I, yeah, I, I, I miss Ramai. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, let's keep talking. Let's keep in touch and just build off of this because, like, I mean, I mean, this is great. I love it. Absolutely, man. It's like it's really cool when you meet somebody with such great energy and like a desire to live life to the fullest. It's very, uh, for me, it's very, um, it's, inf it's like not infectious. I'm trying to think of the best word. It's like it's really amazing because now like you're giving me all this energy and I'm going to go after this podcast, I'm going to go take a walk and yeah. I do like a, a really good self-reflection and really think about it and think about like, oh, that's really great. Like it reminds me of like the person that I once was as a kid or still am, but I'm just, I've lost it because life is has its way of really changing its priorities on you you know so yeah well it's so hard i mean it's so hard and and, and it's not like one it's not like i'm trying to sit there and like bash you know no of one course not or another it's like it's like everybody has i think i i i would guess that everybody has tons of callings in their life and it's just about the the one thing that's important is just like find those and 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 follow them you know that's the thing it's like because someone's path might just be to like like i said work at the gas station or like work a super corporate job and they're like super psyched about that and that's awesome if that's your passion like 
do it, you know, like sure, whatever. Follow your bliss. Yeah, you should just feel a hundred percent engaged. Like you should just feel like you're right on the edge all the time, you know, and like, you know, not like you're on the edge of disaster, but just like right on the edge of like, wow, I'm like, I'm just fully engaged with my life. You yeah, know? you're living. Like, yeah, just you know, I'm, 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 I'm waking up and being like, yes, I'm excited for the day. You know, like I'm excited to do what is in front of me today. You know, whether it's like, you know, whether it's like for the long term, like. Like, wow, I got to go like do this like grueling task today because this is what's going to put me where I want to be, you know, or like this is the day where I get to actually like enjoy it. Like either way, there's like, you know, because there's a lot of times where like, like I said, I didn't want to leave New Hampshire for L.A., but like, you know, and when and and I went to L.A. and that was like the last place I wanted to be. But still, I woke up every day like I psyched as fuck. You know, up until the point where I was like, you know, once I had really passed the threshold of the three-year mark, it became a different story. And I knew that I had kind of worn that out. But still, it's like I would wake up and be like psyched as fuck because I knew that I was like on my path. I was working my plan and like I was following my vision, you know, and like that's what it's about, man. It's like just being engaged with that vision in your mind, like, you know, just like just like trying to have what's in your brain and out in the world really match up as much as possible, you know, and like really testing that. Like, how can I how can I make the things that are important to me in my brain, you know, manifest themselves into reality? I mean, that's that's the amazing power that human beings have, you know, that's beautiful, man. That's awesome. I agree 100 percent. Well, dude, it's been amazing talking to you. And um, yeah, if you ever want to do another podcast at any time or oh, do we have to, I feel like, like I, like I need to go pick up my kid right now, but I feel like we're just, we're just getting we're started. Just scratching the service. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. We, let's do it. Let's for real do it. I got, I feel like we could talk about so much more. Absolutely, man. Well, I mean, honestly, it's, it's really great to get a piece of your time today and I'm a huge fan. I'm really stoked that everything's worked out for you. It sounds awesome. It sounds like you're just getting started with your next big step and level. So if I can do anything uh, to help out or if anybody that's listening wants to help out, um, please let us know. And we'll have links to everything that we've talked about too in the podcast notes as well. So if anybody's interested in getting more information, they can uh, do so by that way. So, but uh, awesome. yeah, man, have a freaking awesome day, man. Don't get too cold. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, it's like 70 degrees out right now. So Let me good. see. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is right now. It is, it's, well, it's 14. It's actually pretty warm. It's oh. <laughs> we've had, uh, we've had, we got negative 29. Um, oh, we've had man. a lot of, we've got a handful of negative 20 below days already. Wow. <laughs> that's so cold <laughs> yeah, 29 below is about the coldest i think i've experienced so far and that was like maybe two weeks ago wow that's it's crazy cool, though. it's actually not that cold like i like to go outside when it's like that cold just to see what it's like and it's i don't know unless it's windy if it's windy then oh, you're like holy wind chills nasty inside. but like because yeah. then it's like you can get frostbite in like 10 minutes but you know, I that's why actually my favorite is to go out and have a bonfire when it's like twenty below. Like that's that's like so <laughs> much. Can do a jacuzzi like, next. You'll be drinking beer and it will it will turn into slush in the can. Like like you you can you have to drink liquor because you can't even drink beer out. It's so cold. Like it's awesome. <laughs> oh man, that sounds crazy. No, this is really cool, man. Well, I'm. Uh, it's, don't freeze to death out there then <laughs> yeah no i definitely won't I'm, i wear long i get cold actually really easily so i i i'm always i'm i always have full long underwear i'm all about all the gear so i'm always i'm wearing long underwear right now indoors like i'm all about it layers baby <laughs> yeah layer up layer up <laughs> hell yeah man well dude thank you again man have a great day and um let's definitely keep in touch okay great yeah we'll talk soon all right buddy have a good one 
that does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening in. You can find links to Ghost Shrimp's work in all the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 91. You can also find links to our Facebook and Twitter, and please help us out by rating the show on iTunes by going to thecollectivepodcast.com slash iTunes. I hope everyone of you has a wonderful rest of the day. Peace.